Welcome everyone. Here on Women of Color in Business, you will find your tribe of brilliant and bold women of color entrepreneurs. Our goal is to expose you to the concept of being a brave, successful entrepreneur while prioritizing your wellness throughout your journey. On this podcast, I will interview fantastic women of color entrepreneurs in all stages of business. This platform will also provide you with mental health solutions, great meditations, affirmations, small step tools for creating great habits, and a whole lot more. Our total focus is to inspire and assist your success journey holistically and in wellness. Thank you for joining us today and choosing to learn and grow with us. Peace and blessings. I'm Lynette Cottrell, host of Women of Color in Business and founder of Savor Living, a mental wellness and self-care lifestyle brand that aims to make holistic self-care a part of everyday living. Well, hello, beautiful black woman. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We're so grateful that you decided to join us today and share some time with us. And so let's get started with you introducing yourself in your business. All right. Well, my name is Nadine Duncan. I am the founder of the Traveling Black Women Network. Um, we are a travel resource network. Um, okay. I've been to about 59 different countries. Um, 60th is going to be for my 40th birthday coming up in October. So I'm super excited about that. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> um, I'm originally from New Jersey, family's from Trinidad, but I actually live in Atlanta now. Um, I found the, the network mainly because I wanted Black women specifically to have some level of resources about what it would look like for us to travel the world. So we have everything from travel guides, e- ebooks, uh, uh, Social media, of course, a podcast, a YouTube channel, a blog. Oh, wow. Whatever it is that you need to access information, we have it. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Yes, yes, so, yes. so you told us why you started. You wanted Black women to have resources to be able to travel wherever they wanted to. Yes. Um, when did you start your business? How many years have you had this network going on? So I originally started with my first book in 2015. So at that time, it was just a self-published guide. It was just me. There was no business, no no huge business built around it or a network built around it. It was just the guide. Gotcha. But as the conversations with the guide started to take place, I realized, wait a minute, I'm, I'm tapping into something here. You know, right, there, there's, right. a, there's a need here for, you know, everyone to be able to access information in whatever way feels comfortable. And right. being a former educator, that that is how I teach, you know, I have ah. to know that everybody has something that speaks to them. If you're a listener, here's this podcast. If you're a watcher, you. YouTube video. You well, know, whichever way you learn, if if you learn auditory or visual, I got yes, you. Got exactly. You. And beautiful, how, hands on. <laughs> right, right. Open up a book, you know. Yeah. Or, or talk. You need to interact with people. We do have a Facebook group as well. Okay. You know, about twenty four thousand women in there. So it's just it's just giving um. Black women an opportunity to 
figure out what they need to find the resources to travel. That's how passionate I am about travel. It's like, whatever you need, I'm trying to create it so you can get it and you can go somewhere other than here and just see how big this world is. Yes. Oh, I love that. Travel is so close to my heart too, because I think it's such a we do it such a disservice to our spirit when we just stay in one place for our entire right. lifetime. Right. You know, it's like there's there's a type of opening up that comes when you travel. Right. It's kind of like your your mind, your spirit, and your soul feels differently in different mm-hmm. places. Right. You know, and, and you feel things that you're not going to feel at home. Exactly. So it's a total different set of emotions that come out, you know, when you yes. travel. So yes. I'm really excited about what you're doing here with your travel network. So it started with the book. Mm-hmm. It started with your own passion to travel. Yes. Yes. So I had actually just moved back from Abu Dhabi. And okay. um, I, I felt like, you know, every time I got into a circle of women, I was getting the same questions. People were amazed at the fact that I had moved and lived abroad. And even during yes. that time I was traveling. So that excitement was always on the top of a con- every conversation. It was at the top right. of every conversation. Someone was asking me about, well, how do they treat black people? And what did you do yes. about their And You know, all of these questions. And I, I realized like, okay, what else can I do? And then I went into creating the social network and then kind of building that out, getting the group going and having people have, com- have allowing people to have conversations. Because what I realized is everybody doesn't read, right? Everybody right. is not going to pick up a book and, and thumb through it, but they may ask questions. And I feel like, you know, you still need some of that. So that's right. where that went next. And then after that, it was, well, I lived in Dubai for a while. People are still asking questions. They think it's so strict or, you know, they right. have a lot of misconceptions about it. So let me write a book about Dubai. Ah. And then I realized like, okay, I'm on to something. Yes. And I started inviting other women, other black women to write um, guides. So now we have 12 guides in all. Um, oh, wonderful. Nine of the guides are written by other women. So now from that, I built the publishing company. So the ah, publishing company is now look around. Look at you. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's exciting. It's exciting. Yes. It just yes. kind of snowballed into all the right places. Right, right. So you said you have how many guides now? 12? Now we have 12 so far. 12 yep. guides. So how can we get access to these guides? So they're on Barnes & Noble, um, Amazon, on my website, travelingblackwomen.com. Okay. Um, on my link tree from Instagram. So wherever okay. books are sold, pretty much you can get the ebook, the Kindle, the Nook, or the paperback. Oh, wow. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. So travelingblackwomennetwork.com. No, just women. So travelingblackwomen.com. Oh. Okay. Travelingblackwomen.com. Okay, right. listeners. Get on that website and look at these guys. Because speaking of Dubai, like you said, um, we have so many misconceptions because we've never been these places right. and people like us haven't been these places to tell us their stories. Right. So it's really deep what you're doing because it's like we have a trusted resource. Right. You know, we have someone we can identify with who would feel the way we feel, be looking for the things we're looking for. Exactly. And they're kind of, it's like having a private conversation with the friend. Okay. What was it like there? You know, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now I want to go. Beautiful. Right. <laughs> I love that. I love right. that. I love right. that. So when you first started, you started with your book, where mm-hmm. you started your own travel journey in your own life. Then you wrote mm-hmm. a book about some of your travels and then you expanded. So when you started expanding into a business, what would you say was um, one of your biggest challenges? 
Um, when I first started, now I've since re- retired, quote unquote. <laughs> um, but when I first started, I was still working full time. Um, okay. And I worked full time up until um, the pandemic. Um, okay. Now I still technically work full time, but I'm an independent contractor. So I have a little bit more flexibility with my time. Gotcha. Um, that made it hard because, of course, uh, as a teacher, and I'm a special education teacher at that, you yeah. know, your the demands on your time is it's a lot. You know, you're, yes. you're, it's a long day. And then after the day is done, you're still doing extra work, you know. Right. And then just the way the school system is set up, they're going to tap you to do different things, extracurriculars and, you know, all these other little things. So you, you find that the things that you're most passionate about, you know, because they're not really making you much money, they kind of get pushed to the side. Gotcha. So that way you can, you know, but after the pandemic happened and I had the opportunity to actually work from home um, for pretty much that whole school year, I right. took some time and went to Mexico for three weeks while still working from home. Okay. And I realized how much I liked that feeling. So I was like, you know what? I got to get on this travel thing. Like one mm-hmm. of the biggest um, frustrations that I found coming back is going back into normal spaces, whether it be work, whether it be just, uh, you know, whatever, uh, nonprofit or volunteer work that I was doing, whatever it was. Um, I had this, these grand ideas now that I had traveled and lived right. <laughs> and everyone was still kind of right here. Yes. You know, you had, very, your, very... your mind had opened up, but theirs was right where you left them. Right. Yes. Right. And it kind of made for a, a very uncomfortable situation at times because sometimes I felt like, Am I crazy? Like, right. The way we could do this, you know, and it 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 made me realize that exposure is what actually opens the mind, and a lot right. of folks have not been exposed yet. So if I'm exactly. really not what I need to do, mm-hmm. I need to get on how to make sure people are getting exposed to, to yes, more, you know. So yes, I pivoted. I became right. an independent contractor, did something different, and I was able to put more time and energy now into my business than I was able to before. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So that 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 initial challenge was dealing with working full time right. and trying to build this on the side right. when your full-time job kind of leaked into those personal hours too. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just yeah. you cut it off when when you leave the, the job, you still had other things and you know exactly. things asked of you and other responsibilities that it wasn't easy to cut it off and then focus on this right. for those hours. So, but, and also you spoke to how traveling expands your mind, how, you know, and I'm an advocate for when you kind of, it's like a getaway when you get away and you don't have the everyday things that you normally do, that pattern that almost like a lot of times we walk through life, like we're hypnotized, you know, yeah. get up at the same time. We, fix lunch the same way we go yeah. here we work this you know we talk to the same people we come home and we have that same exact routine and we don't deviate from it but when we travel that routine mm-hmm. is not there so we start feeling and thinking different things you know your brain say okay I'm not preoccupied with that routine right what can I think about now you know right. look at this and look at that and what about that and, oh I forgot right. I like that you know so not only are you when you mentioned coming back in the experience with your mind being broadened, but everybody else stuck here, mm-hmm. you know, if someone was to think about, okay, if I've never gone anywhere, but in this same state or in this mm-hmm. same hemisphere, what could be out there that would broaden my mind that would change my life? 
you know, that I'm not going to get just keeping these same routines. Yeah. So your passion about travel and opening that up to more people. Can you imagine if a whole group of people had their minds broadened and came back from a trip? Yes. Things differently. It would yes. change the world, you know, so it's world changing, you know, yes. not just I'm on a trip and I'm coming back to the normal. You can change your world in the world. Absolutely. By letting your mind open up through that experience. Yes. So. Our, my most recent episode um, is actually going to be available on Sunday, uh, September 24th. But the most recent episode of um, my podcast is self-love and travel. And that is exactly what we talk about. How yes. to those elements of, of, of being, of traveling, how you treat yourself when you travel, all those yes. things that you do for yourself and how excited yes. you are and those moments of joy and whatnot. Right. How, how do you bring that back home so that becomes part of your daily routine? Exactly. You know? So that, you you hit the nail right on the head because we just yes. talked about that. We just okay. talked about how powerful okay. that is. <laughs> it is. It is. Definitely. Mm -hmm. wonderful wonderful so in your travels what were what were some of the first places you traveled to um well my family being from Trinidad um when I was younger that was where I went every Christmas and summertime gotcha. so I was always on a plane sometimes by myself flying as an unaccompanied minor uh -huh. I don't even remember what my very first flight was uh -huh. um, but my very first trip on my own outside of Trinidad was actually in college for spring break I went okay. to Italy and I was I just fell in love. I already knew that the world was Hold up, stop the stop the press. You went to Italy for spring break? Yes. When yes. most people flock to Florida for spring break, yes. you went to Italy for spring break. <laughs> I went break? to Italy. Yes, but I will say I did have a friend studying abroad. I had a friend who was okay. studying abroad at the time. So that that's kind so of you went to visit was. your friend. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. So there was a draw there. There was definitely a draw. Still. There. still. <laughs> One of those spring break ideas. So you went to right. Italy. Okay. <laughs> but that was my first time on a, on a really long flight, you know, not just the usual four hours from right. um, New York to, to uh, Trinidad, but a, a long flight, a layover in France. I got to use at that time the, the little French that I was learning in school. So I'm over mm -hmm. there, you know, getting my directions, trying to get through the airport. That was exciting. Um, and I was by myself because I was meeting my friends. So in actuality, my very first trip outside of family trips was a solo trip. Yeah. That experience of trying to navigate it, I really enjoyed it. I felt free. I felt mm -hmm. like, let me try to use my French over here. Uh, uh, bonjour, uh, USA. You know, I just, you know, it's such a great experience for me. You know, I'm, I could be very silly, even just by myself, you know. Um, so I loved it. And, and from there, I was like, you know what? I gotta do this again. But at that point, I knew that studying abroad wouldn't mess with my credit. So I was like, I got to do this again, but not now. Gotcha. And I didn't really get an opportunity to do it again until the second, my second year into um, teaching. Like my, my first year as a teacher was regular, um, just regular trips to Miami, I guess you can say, and you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But then my second year, I went on a cruise, a seven day cruise. And okay. I visited all these different islands and I was able to compare things to Trinidad or compare places to Trinidad. And I was like, wow. I want to see some more. And then it kind of started building from there. And, you know, and then before you know it, I was, let me sign up for this teacher abroad program. <laughs> it's an opportunity. I haven't even heard of it, but I'm going, you know, right. so it just kept building from there. Okay. So when you yeah. went on the cruise, you were a solo traveler too? No. So I went on the cruise with um two friends from high school and okay. a couple of their friends. So okay. it was like 
I, I think for all of us, it was like really our first time really getting away beyond, you know, different areas and states. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This is so exciting. So looking at the travel industry is um, really, especially post COVID, mm -hmm. um, have you seen any changes in the industry? It's really how it relates to us as black women. Are yes. we traveling more now? Yes, absolutely traveling more because, you know, you, you're getting a lot more influencers now. You know, that's the big thing. It has its pluses and its minuses because you still kind of want to keep the, um, you, you kind of want to keep it away from that, the, the social media pull of things just becoming commercialized or a visual right. or so than the deeper meaning. But a lot of the a lot of the influences that are, are still after um, the deeper meaning are still there. So you, you're seeing a lot more of that now. Um, you have the Black Travel Alliance, um, Blacks and and Travel and Tourism. You know these organizations that are popping up and really challenging some of these companies that have yes. always only publicized white travelers to yes. start incorporating more travelers of color, more Black travelers, more Black women. So you you're starting to see that shift. And I think one of the other things that you're you're starting to see as well is a lot of people realize COVID just kind of popped up on us. Like no one planned in 2005 to have COVID in 10 years. You know what I mean? Right. So right. When, once that happened, it was kind of that mindset of, oh, Jamaica will always be there. Trinidad will always be there. Paris uh, will always be there. No, it won't. You better get on a plane. Right, you know? right, so, exactly. So that started to kind of disrupt that um that complacent mindset of not yes. really to like pull the trigger on it actually booking a flight and going somewhere it was like all right let me do this before something else happens right and again exactly you know? so that kind of motivated a lot of people as well oh wonderful I like that yeah that's <laughs> so true because before to your point you know you could put it off and say oh you know but now you're like oh who knows what might come up next and right. I won't be able to go for two or three years so right. let me plan it and take advantage of it now Right, Wonderful. right. I think it also gave people an option to see that um, America is not in charge. And I think we have this this weird mindset sometimes, and not to any fault of anyone, it's just, you know, just being where you are for a long period of time, you don't realize what, what, what else is going on out there. And I know that mm. a lot of people outside of America would look at Americans and say, you guys don't know what else is going on in the world. And right. I think that gave us an opportunity to really see like, a country could not let you in. They don't care about you being American. If exactly. that is their rule and that is their law, that's what they, you know, that that's their, their their guidelines. And so even if it's not COVID, I think there's also that realization that came about that, you know, you can potentially not be admitted into certain countries based on their laws. And that has nothing to do with you being American or not. And those exactly. conversations, I think, started to change, you know, the, the tone of like, all right, what how what do I need to go do? How do I need to get involved in this travel thing? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Got yeah. you. That's a great point. That's a great point. So looking at your entrepreneur journey and how it kind of just grew organically from one desire to the next, um, how did you fund your business when you were first getting started? Was it personal funds? Was it did you get finances from banks or from family members? Or how did that entrepreneur process go for you? All personal funds all okay. personal funds. And that, and that's why my journey has been very slow. Mm -hmm. um, grant writing has been difficult just mm -hmm. because everything, like I was saying before, is compounded. So I don't, I don't, I honestly don't have this big grand plan that goes from beginning to end Got that it. I could always articulate it well in the beginning, because I mm -hmm. would see like, well, it'd be great if I had a, a, a bunch of guides, but I didn't know what that looked like. 
right. and as it went on and I, I took things step by step, then I could see what it looked like. Then I could see the different websites that would allow me to publish and, you know, outside mm. of Amazon and, and things like that. So things just kind of grew so organically that it made it a little bit difficult, in all honesty, for me to figure out how can I best articulate this on a grant application. Got and you. as a result, I didn't get any grant applications. Got you. <laughs> I didn't get a lot, you know, um, I didn't you. get any. But then um, in the process of me making the decision to um, quit teaching, to go into being an entre uh, entrepreneur full-time, one of the things that I decided to do was to start running an Airbnb. So I did purchase a home that would allow me to, you know, do the Airbnb thing. And those funds go almost 100% directly into building the business. Okay. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's my... Um, it's my grant to myself. <laughs> Got you, exactly. It's my grant to myself, you know. Yeah, you, you, you I, found the way to finance yourself, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I love, I love that. hospitality anyway. It's still connected to travel. Yes. Um, entire Airbnb actually is a whole travel theme. Um, and then I encourage, you know, hey, go see the world. You know, I had some, um, some college students, a couple, I've been doing this now for two years, um, about a year ago, and I just left them some free study abroad guides, you know, like, hey, oh. take a guide before you leave. So there, it, it's still there. The conversation is still there. You know, it's still kind of like, you know, let me um, create something around it. But really and truly, this is my direct funding source for me to continue building this company. Got you. That is so creative. I love that. I love that you, you spoke about how your business grew slowly because yeah. a lot of us, think that everything has to be big and quickly, you know, right. And your process of figuring it out as you went along, mm -hmm. because that is an issue when you're trying to get grants or other people vested. It's kind of like, okay, I have this part of the dream figured out. And there are some other pieces that are possible, but I don't know exactly how they're going to fit in right now. So it's right. not a clear articulation I can give you, you know, right. And for right. that reason. Yeah. So to, to the sisters out there who was who are having that struggle and not able to get grants because uh, you know they have so many pieces they're thinking about yeah but it's not in the pot yet yeah you know they can feel your pain i'm glad you're able to show that so they know they're yeah. not by themselves they know okay I, i'm still legitimate you know yeah. this is the way a journey can look yeah i can figure it out i could take it slow and then see what it grows into right Wonderful. Right. And then I can figure out a way to fund it myself. I love that even more. Yeah. Plus, I can figure out something else I can do to fund it, you know, so I won't get the grants, but I can be make my own money, my own income, my own profit to keep it rolling. That's Very right. creative. I love that. That's right. <laughs> I love that inspiration. Yeah. Wonderful. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, um, with, with business, like you said, it has that feeling of we're supposed to get there and everybody wants to go straight to the top. Yes. But there's something to be said for playing the long game, you know, for mm. really investing and being like, all right, I'm going to figure this thing out top to bottom because I want this to be around for a, a, a long while. I don't yes. want it to just be the, the snapshot social media type of thing, but I want exactly. this to be something that the Black community can really be invested in. And when I say um, invested, not financially, but invested in, in terms of as soon as you think, I'm getting ready to go on a trip. I have no idea what to do. Oh, let me, let me get traveling black women website pulled up and see what they got. Right. You know, that that's the kind of natural like resource uh foundation that I want. You know, and then a lot of times when you when you try to go too fast and you start eliciting a lot of um uh what do you call like those master classes or even consultants, they're great ideas, but at the same time, sometimes 
the ideas can feel like um they don't quite align they they're just yes. they, they, they might be trying to you know i shouldn't say trying to but they their um their ways of coaching might be not really aligning it sounds good it might make you a lot of money really fast but it doesn't really align with what you're with the direction that you're trying to go or, or whatnot and i think sometimes that can kind of hinder us too and kind of yes. cause us to, to i don't want to say waste money but then you're, you're putting money towards the wrong things because now you're trying to get somebody else really to tell you what you should be doing whereas you can kind of pull that from inside of you as you just mm. kind of like take your time so yes. i think that's, that's what has worked for me Wonderful. I had a consultant at one point and I was just like, well, this is good, but I'm, I'm there were, there were too many moments where I felt like that's, that's not what I said, you know? Right. <laughs> and right. that was enough for me to say, okay, I need to figure this out on my own. <laughs> oh, good. I love that too. That's um, great information because a lot of times to your point, we feel like, okay, someone else has the formula that I, I need to start using to make this grow as opposed to listening to our intuition and making it right. organically what we are, because there's only right. one you. Right. So whatever your dream is and the way you dream it, it's worthy of being out there. Yep. You know, it's not, you don't have to copy everything. Okay, this is hot, so let me do it this way. Right. But that's not what came to you when you originally thought about this dream. So stick with what came to you, and it may not be um, what everybody else is doing, but that's what makes it unique. Exactly. exactly. Take your time and stick, listen to your, what, what the passion that came originally. Stay exactly. true to that. Cause, exactly. cause there are a thousand ways to do anything. Mm -hmm. That's there's right. There's only one your way to do it. Right. That's right. You that's can right. copy everybody else or you can stay true to yourself. Yeah. Cause we have a challenge. Um, There are more black women owned businesses. Mm hmm popping up right now than ever before. They're exceeding mm -hmm. women-owned businesses. They're exceeding new businesses total, the percentage. Wow. So being a Black woman-owned business, the struggle is and the challenge is staying in business mm -hmm. for a long time, not just being a one or two or three-year business, right. but passing that five-year mark and then continuing on. And right. I think one of the elements that makes a difference there is something that you hit on, which is being true to what you were passionate about to start with. Right. Because once it starts changing and you're not being yourself and it gets more difficult because now it's more like work mm -hmm. than you building your dream, then you kind of, you know, you're not, you lose that vested part of you that you started with. So right. then you're like, you're more likely to give up. Yep. Yep. You're more likely to go in the wrong direction and yeah. lose money to your point yeah. as opposed to just keep keep listening to that intuition and keep going on along that path. And it would I have found in my business that it transforms sometimes. It, mm -hmm. it starts out with one idea, but then something else, come, else comes and it feels, well, maybe I should do this. Then I get more messages on that, you know, things coincidences that are not coincidences i'm like okay so that's this is the way i should go so yeah, yeah it's yeah. outside these lines but this is where i should go yeah yeah i get exactly what you're saying i love that i love that you were able to listen to yourself and you were able to feel what they're saying is okay but it's not for me right right so now right. we have that's, this that's beautiful really network yeah <laughs> so tell us a little a uh, little more about everything you do we know you have the um the the books 
12 mm -hmm. books that we can get from your website that tell us about all these different places. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a Facebook group. Yes. Tell us about the Facebook group. What can we get if we go there? So the Facebook group um, is, is, is the interpersonal side, right? The okay. opportunity to kind of interact with others, um, a space for people to share their photos, a space for people to ask questions. Um, okay. I'm very, very protective over the group. Um, I put people out. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very protective over the space being a space where you could ask whatever question you want to ask. Got you. Feel comfortable and safe enough to to get an answer that doesn't that's not laced with sarcasm. You right. know, there is an opportunity to share pictures because there are times where you might go on a trip, you might be one of the only people in your circle that's starting to travel or in your family starting to travel, and sharing pictures on your social media may not not always feel as good as you want it to because now you're sharing with people who have not been anywhere so right. you might you might get a couple like oh wow girl but then you're gonna you know get the must be nice and you know those kind of things <laughs> that that kind of make you feel like right you know nobody's I mean? happy for you right yeah yeah so that that also provides a space or, or the, the group also provides a space for you to share pictures and people to kind of like pump you up like oh girl that looks great and you know and have yes. those conversations like well, what was it like and oh well I went here and I saw this yes. they had this over there too so giving people the opportunity to talk about their travels in a really safe space gotcha. um, and just engage and and be able to 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 think about things you haven't thought of um, the last couple of weeks, I've been just doing questions to kind of get people talking about um, their experiences in travel. And what I've seen, like in the comments, is you, you see women asking each other questions like, really, what was that like? And, you know, oh. I had a different experience there. And that's the kind of conversations that, you know, I want people to be able to have or feel comfortable having because there's three people involved in those kind of those online conversations. Of course, you know, the person who's making whatever statement they're making the other person who's asking them questions about the statement. And then the third party who is blindly watching the interaction and also right. getting some ideas about what they could be doing differently. So right. all of that to me is like, let's create something where we can kind of tap on each other and say, hey, what is this like? You know, and, and kind of like feed into a, um, I guess just feed into each other's spirit, you know? Got you, got you. Yeah. A, safe, a safe place and a safe space to come and ask questions to get honest answers or yeah. to just listen and learn, to read and learn. Okay, get yeah. ideas. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. what's the Facebook group called? Um, the Facebook group is Traveling Black Women, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, same, just Traveling Black Women. Same, got you. Same thing. Yeah, same thing throughout. Traveling Black Women with an E. It's mm -hmm. um, on the book, it's the trap uh, Diary of a Traveling Black Woman with an A. Okay. But collectively, um, the network is, when you see it spelled out, it is Traveling Black traveling Women. Traveling Black Women. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful beautiful so we have the facebook group we have the travel books yeah we have um you're a traveling black woman book uh-huh and what else do we have the podcast podcast okay podcast. yes so we have a podcast we um wrapped up season one this summer um okay. four episodes so season two starts this month it okay. actually comes out um uh september 24th is our first episode of season two we're going to talk about self-love and travel um, and episodes have talked about solo travel, carnival, um, just the intro to the the solo the uh, podcast in general, um, and it, it's it's really just an opportunity to create a, yet another platform where people can source information. I know, gotcha. yeah, podcasts are growing now where people can kind of just listen and, and right. figure out what was your experience like. So that just offers another resource point for that. Okay. So basically all your platform and your resources are basically um, 
sources of information and community for people. Yes. Yes. So do you plan any trips? Um, no, I partner for trips. So Okay, wonderful. The trips that I do plan are usually um personal trips. Um okay. it might be uh, my birthday trips, for example, I've been planning my birthday trip since, uh, uh, what, was, what year was that? With my 35th birthday, we went to Bali and okay. I had a trip ever since, but that's mostly family and friends, usually a very small tight-knit group. Um, I do have a Trinidad trip, but that's only, that's another small tight-knit group. It's only uh, four of us, that five of us that'll be attending that. And okay. then throughout next year, I have partnerships with Deluxe Week, with um, events by Ashe with Carnivalista Lifestyle. And then I'm looking into more for educators um, where a, a trip is planned and Traveling Black Women actually partners with those groups that are planning trips. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So the trips that you uh, spoke of that are coming up this summer, um, how can someone find out more information about those trips? So those are all on my website as well. Um, okay. There are... Um, uh, on the website, there are, I think, maybe five or six bands across the top, but there's a one band called, or, or menu items, and one menu item is called Go. And under okay. that menu item, there's a section called Travel Partners, and that will okay. have all the um, the ones that we have now, and then the ones that we will add as time goes on. Got you. Wonderful. So, so we can go to that website, click on the Go menu, and find out where we can connect and travel. Wonderful. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Okay. So looking at your business and your entrepreneurial journey so far, what would you say you love most about being an entrepreneur? I would say I love the freedom of time the most. Um, I have always been, since I was young, I was the only child. Um, so I've always been very um, self-aware, very um, self-motivated, intrinsically motivated, um, I'm able to create routines for myself without the issue of um, someone else having to tell me what to do or my mom Got having you. to remind me. And, and that was something that was big with, with my mom, you know, just, you know, making sure that when I get home, I'm doing my homework and, you know, I'm, I'm going through these routines. So it's, it's very easy for me to do that for myself to the point where when I'm in a job or regular, you know, teaching teaching school or whatever, it's very frustrating for people to put that on me when I feel like theirs is not together. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't have a routine. You're right. trying to get a routine. So I feel like this is all about control. I have a problem with this, you know. Um, so I like I like being able to have that control over my own time because I'm still going to get it done. You know, it's, I'm right. not a procrastinator. Um, there might be things here and there where I will procrastinate on if I just feel like it's not a priority. Um for the most part, I get things done. So I Got like you. being able to have that autonomy to just move how I want to move. If today's a light day, I'm going to go work in my yard. Like I like, I like to garden, like a, a little old lady. Ah. Friend called me. <laughs> like, a little old lady. But like, I, I love to get in there and garden. I have a bunch of plants that I planted. Some grew, some <laughs> died about 10 minutes after I walked away. Either way, but it, it, it's fun to just be out there and creating and doing those things. So days where I'm just like, okay, well, you know what? I have a pretty light day. Let me just, you know, um, go work in my yard or sit on my back, read a book, you know, do things that I actually can enjoy um, and then get back to it rather than feeling like, oh, I got to do these lesson plans. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then I got to go and try to um, edit these books, you know, and, and that, that fluster of always having something to do creates anxiety yes. and you know, yes. all of that. Just being able to just do things at my own pace feels great. And it, I love that. 
I'm one of those kind of um, business owners or entrepreneurs where I'm not really in a rush. You know, I, mm -hmm. I know that there's always this rush to be yes. first, get this yeah. out there. And yes. Like, For what? Right. <laughs> there, there really is no reason to rush. You know, when right. something's right, it'll come out at the right time, at the right, for the right opportunity. So that it feels good to just, you know, be able to not feel like someone's breathing down my neck to rush me to do anything that there's not even really a need of a rush for, you know? Got you. That's yeah. beautiful. So you have <laughs> kind of your own rhythm. Yes. To, um, yes. to your business yes. as opposed to being stressed and, and anxious. Yeah. You, you allow yourself to have that rhythm because what I see a lot, especially in today's world, mm. is this hustle mentality that you have to be working at it all the time, 24 seven, or else you're not really working. Right. And it really, and it affects us in the, in a way that it makes us feel guilty when we rest. Right. You know, or like we, we have to earn rest. You know, I'm not tired enough to go take a nap right now. Really, I'm a little tired, but there's a lot more I could do as opposed to, okay, my body says, go lay down. Let me go take a nap. Then yeah. I'll be refreshed and I can do whatever I need to do much better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people are, are bitten by this um, hustle bug, which I think is really not good for us. So I love that you have allowed yourself to have your own rhythm. Yes. You know, when it's when your day is light, you enjoy the lightness of it. You're not trying to fill it up with something, you know. Right. Busy. You know how to stay organized and get things done without having to be micromanaged. Right. Great, great entrepreneur yeah. skills to have. I right. love that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you love most about being an entrepreneur. What would you say you love least about being an entrepreneur? Um, the money. <laughs> The money is as, as, as slow as it's taking its time, just like everything else. But yes. I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily my priority. Um, like I said before, you know, I, I recognize that playing the long game is going to have its, 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 um, its way of moving. And right. that's, you know, um, and, and I think ultimately I'm not in it to get rich from this or I'm mm -hmm. not in it. Like I gotta, I gotta get rich plan. Like this is what I'm going to do to make myself wealthy. But this is more like, this is what I, I feel purpose to do in order to make sure that our community recognizes that there's a freedom of mind that's necessary for us to continue to, to grow in life. Yes. You know? yes. And as, as long as we kind of confine ourselves by self-imposed limitations, we're not right. going to be able to get to that freedom of mind. That's what that's what's most important for me in all of this. Yes. You yes. know? Um, so because I feel like my purpose is out front, I the money will come in, in terms of for me to uh, support my own livelihood. You know, right. I, I think that it becomes frustrating because you realize that even as you work on your passion, you still have to do something else. Like I'm still an independent contractor. I'm, I still have like, when, like when we started the call and I was like, oh, this is my work background. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's like you, you still have things to do because you still have to sustain yourself. You still have to be concerned about your livelihood. Um, and that can sometimes take away still, even, even though it's lighter than before, can still right. take away from the time that I want to spend doing something, you yeah. know, or something for me and for my business. Right. Um, because it, it's just, it's, you just have to, you know? It is, yes. 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 Um, I understand. The Airbnb thing. Like I love it. I love it, but I still have to go clean. You know, I, exactly. still, have to people in. I still have to make sure everybody's okay. You right. Know? It's still there's still things that I have to do that are outside the realm of, you know, the, the actual network. Exactly. But, you no, know, it'll come, it'll come. Gotcha. So I'm, 
I'm 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 comfortable. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like how Tyler Perry used to be like, and I lived in a car. None of that. Right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm comfortable. And even if everything stayed right here where it was, I would still be very happy. Gotcha. 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 So your motivation is your passion. It's it's the legacy you want to see out there with with what you're creating. And um, that allows you the peace of mind to let it take its, its time yeah. and to do other things. And I think there are a lot of us that are like that. We have to, we have found a way to work on this dream because we're often not privy to the resources that everyone else gets. When you right. look at um, the amount of funding that Black women-owned businesses receive or are approved for, it's like a percentage that is so tiny, it's ridiculous, you know? Right. So we have to do something else to keep it going. Whereas other business owners can get loans, they can get grants, they can get, you know, finance in different ways more easily so yeah. that they can just focus on that one thing. But our journey usually looks different. So I'm glad you're sharing that so that our listeners can realize that wherever they are, you know, even though it doesn't look like that story you saw in the magazine about how this woman's business grew. You know, your story is legitimate. Your journey is legitimate. Just right. let it unfold the way it's going right. to unfold. Right. Beautiful. So what would you um want your legacy to be in your business? Well, first, let me ask you this. Where do you see your business five years from now? Five years from now. So we're looking at 2028. Um, yes. Definitely a lot more guides. I, okay. I don't know if it'll be five years. Um. But I do want to I do want to double the number of guides I have now. So I have okay. niche guides and I have city guides. The niche guides are teach abroad, studying abroad. Of course, the original um, you know, international guide or guide to international travel. Um, and then uh, what else we have? Uh, teach abroad, study abroad. I feel like I'm missing one. Solo travel. Oh goodness, that's the that's okay. the biggest, <laughs> that's the biggest the main pillar. Um, so those are our niche guides. Those are the guys okay. that are like, this is how if you're you're looking at studying abroad, teaching abroad, solo travel, that's what these are for. And then we have the city guides. So I would like to see those those mainly expand, um, whether it be um, paperback, ebook, Kindle, like being able to have all of those guides and all those different types of print formats available um, gotcha. for almost every major city or country that we're visiting or that we should visit and we just don't know what to expect while we're there Um, so definitely that because like we have taiwan guatemala things that places that people haven't really thought of going you know um so i see that i also see the the network in terms of the, the facebook group and things like that possibly come off online and become a little bit more um private where it's not so much Facebook, but it's more like, hey, this is the this is a group that I tap into when I need support. Um okay. those are some things that I'm looking at, you know, what would it look like in, in five years from now? How can I make this a, a, a space where women are where where women are looking at traveling black women as the number one resource for them to use when gotcha. it comes to um okay. that's, that's hopefully the trajectory. I don't know if it'll be five years, that will be the tra- trajectory. So wherever we land in that Five year mark. We'll got still you. be on the, We're on the got you. Uh, yeah. On the uh, path to those uh, goals. Yeah. On the, exactly. <laughs> on the path to making sure that this is a um foundational network for women to tap into whenever they want to travel. Um, Wonderful. Yes, yes. Now, do you do any type of in-person meetings or do you have any plans to do any in-person in-person type um 
group events? Well, I do have, I am speaking at um, Black Travel Summit next month in October okay. in Miami. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, but I see you there because I'm going. <laughs> awesome. <Yeah. laughs> Yay. So yes, yeah, so I'll be there. Um, but outside of that, no, I have not yet. Let me say that. Okay. Not yet. I do have also um, Black Creators Weekend. I'm super excited about that. And okay. with Black Travel Alliance. So I'll be attending okay. that directly after Black Travel Summit, um, and I'm just so overwhelmed and excited about that one. Now, um, where's where's that one? In Galapagos, off okay. of the corridor. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's creators weekend with that. So those are the only two like in person things where I'll be able to to kind of see and meet and and greet people. Um, gotcha. Other than that, no, not yet. I'm hoping to to fill 2024 up though with some some awesome things. Okay, so. great, great. Sounds good. Now, looking at your business and your passion for what you do, what would you want your legacy to be for your business? Um, legacy for my business. I would say that I created an opportunity for women to challenge their own self-imposed limitations. Um, and I say self-imposed because rightfully so, we do have some limitations. Yeah. have all these different historical things. Um, just by virtue of our identity. Um, at the same time, I want us to be strong enough to figure out how to break them and move forward and gotcha. just visualize a whole new um, reality for ourselves. Right. So anything that someone could say about me years from now when I have gone on or whenever, it is, she really pushed us to think outside the box. She really pushed us to try something else. She really made us go see the world. Right. You know, um, that's what I would want it to be. Beautiful. To, yeah. Yeah. That's what I would want it to be. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that. She, she made us go see the world. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. So when you think about, you, you were talking about your, your podcast and that, you know, your next episode is centered around self-care. So share with us, what do you do to take care of yourself, to show yourself that self-care and that self-love? And, and how do you rejuvenate yourself when you feel like you need to be rejuvenated? So the, the cool part about this question now, um, months ago, probably a year ago, I would have had a, a like a concrete response, like, I do this, I do that. But I think in the last year, I've created a lifestyle where it just happens naturally. Ah. On Sundays, I don't really post much on social media. That's one thing that I, that I can say is a clear cut. Like I, I, if, Unless I've done a schedule post, I'm not posting on Sundays. I'm not interacting on social media. I'm in the moment of wherever I am. And gotcha. I have to keep one day to do that. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I like I said, on light days, I'm in my yard, even before, you know, I, I was looking at my schedule for today. I was like, okay, we got this time that we're going to start working on our podcast. So this morning I went and ran some errands. I was at Lowe's, picked up some new plants some fall foliage, you know, all of this <laughs> stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like my own housewife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I've, I've created this, this space where, you know, working from home to, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. able to handle my business for either early in the morning or late at night go do other things. And that allows me a lot of self-love and self-care yes. because I'm not moving in a way that, um, that feeds anxiety. There was a lot of, and I, and I didn't even realize it until I was out of it, but getting up in the morning and, and hitting traffic and trying to get yes. to work and 
walk in the door and of course teaching it's either seven kids in your face three adults in your face or a parent in your face and there there's just no time to come down after you 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 know there's really no right. time to wake up now right. i can wake you slow so if i wake up at 7 a.m i can sit i can lay there for a while you know i can get up i can move around i can um i usually come and i open my back door um let some i have like some chimes and there's so many birds i don't know what they're talking about <laughs> you know I, I let that in let that that energy in a little bit make my coffee you know and i start my day wow it so good because it, it's it is my routine it's it's um right. it doesn't feel like it needs to be disrupted it's a routine yeah. that's like naturally um soft <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like it's such a it's so much well-being and how you wake up and move as yeah, opposed to, I, like I, you said, the opposite is rushing and I got to get in. I'm in the traffic and I'm in the work. And then right. as soon as I walk in the door, I got to be on it. You know, right. it's kind of like, right. as opposed to waking up and hearing the birds and the wind yes. shines and something to drink. And I mean, that's how life should be. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then right around probably about 930 or so, then I'll come and I'll sit in this very seat. I'll open up my laptop and, and check my email for the day and, you know, respond to a few. And if I'm talking with the case managers that are on the project that I work with, I might text them. Like, it just feels like a nice flow. And if there's something that I need to get up and do, look at my calendar, I get up and I do it, you know? So it just, it just feels good. It feels yes. good. And the interesting thing though, is that also means that I don't necessarily work from nine to five or from eight right. to four. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm literally working all day. So I mm -hmm. maybe two, two, three o'clock, I may take a nap. I might go mm -hmm. in my back. I have a little hammock back there. I might ah, lay down there. Sounds so, wonderful. It, it does. But then <laughs> it, it also 2 a.m., 3 a.m., I might be up working, editing a book or publishing. Right. That feels fine to me because Got my you. day has been slow. Right. You know, my right. day has been slow for that. Even if I'm up late, the only thing that, that is really any different of it being that late is that it's dark. And then right. sometimes the internet is faster because everybody's asleep. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it actually, it actually turns into less of a time bound day. Got you. Stress and more of a, let me follow the flow of my day. of my Yeah. Body. yeah. Much, much healthier. You know, when I think about that, I think about how our ancestors had no control of their time, you know? Right how they had they had to get up and go when they were told to get up and go and they couldn't stop and rest when they were tired. They right. had to stop and rest for someone else felt like they they had done enough. You know, so right. when you think about the, oh my God, the number of our ancestors in the years their bodies went through that, yes. you know, just the fact that we are able to wake up slowly, it's like an homage to them. It's kind of like, thank you survived so that I could honor this moment like this. Right. That's right. So that I could live differently. So right. that I could feast on and express something that you had only dreams of, you know? Right. right. So it's right. like, it's, 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 it's what the way you should be waking up, you know, yeah. the way you deserve to be waking up. This was paid for, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's beautiful. I love to hear that. And, it's um, different from what the mass culture purports to us, the way our life or our work day should look like. 
but it's right. It's more holistic. It's more to your yeah. well-being, you know, yeah. more to your spirit. Yeah. So I love that to Absolutely. let it flow in your own time. And even if, because I do the same thing, sometimes I, I'm up late 1 and 2 a.m., mm -hmm. but I, I'm not up late and tired. I'm up late and energetic because yeah. to the point, I have paced myself throughout the day to, oh, yeah. I'm alert right now. So let me do this while it's alert. Because yeah. first thing in the morning, I'm not that alert to do this. I'm yeah. just taking a gradual start. So right. I That's love right. that. I'm glad you share that. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to talk about a couple of things just so our listeners to get to know a little bit personal things about you, little fun things. And so the first one is going to be simply, what is your favorite food? Uh, I have so many favorite foods, <laughs> you know, because it changes. First of all, working yes, home, I agree. DoorDash all day. So like, it, it literally, I could order one week. I might have an Asian meal every day. It's, it's, it's uh, ramen, <laughs> it's uh, sushi. And then the, the following week, I'm at barbecue all day. I mean, gotcha. you know, you know so I don't know. I think if I had to really choose, though, it'll probably be Trinidadian food. My family's okay. food. Um, okay. doubles is probably one of my, my favorite. I'm a, a small eater in terms of like, um, I eat small portions. I eat a lot, but I eat like a lot of small portions. I might have gotcha. like thousand small meals a day. <laughs> instead okay. of okay. But doubles is one of my favorite uh, meals in Trinidad because it's small. It's kind of like a, a handheld situation and it, it's a perfect snack for me. It's the perfect size for me. So for tell us, explain, describe a doubles to us. So doubles is like these, um, like a, a roti patty skin. Um, it's like a, like a dough, like a, okay. a, a flaky dough. Um, then it has chana, which is chickpeas and curry on it. So it's a vegetarian, um, dish. Okay. I'm not vegetarian, but I like vegetarian food. I just, I'm like, oh, okay, you did that with, with vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like two, um, two pastry type, um, of, uh, I'm not even sure what to call it because we call it bake, but it's like a, a pastry type of thing. And then they put the channel on top of it. They put some other seasoning, some hot pepper, um, usually some cut up cucumber called like cucumber chow. Uh -huh. um, and you kind of just fold it and eat it. It's almost like uh -huh. a taco, but it, it's street food. It, it is like, it has Got the, the you. of just kind of folding it, eat it kind of like a taco. And it's delicious. It that so sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's full of flavor. Yes. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Okay, another question. So uh, we know you're the travel lady. So what would you say is your favorite place? It's probably hard to pick one, but what would you say is your favorite place right now? To it travel is to? hard to pick one, but I've always said that my favorite trip um, will always be probably um, Kenya. When I went to the oh. Masa um camp, it was, first of all, I stayed at the Saroba Mara camp, which was a, um, like a luxury tent camp situation. So even okay. though it looked like a tent from the outside, you walk in and it looked like a regular, um, cabin. So that okay. was really nice. Um, it was all inclusive. So our meals were inclusive, but we had three game drives a day and the game drives were just kind of going out and seeing the animals. The goal is to see the big five. I think that's like a rhino tiger. I mean, not tiger, lion, um, elephant uh hippo and can't think of it and jaguar okay and so you go and, and as you're trying to find a big five of course you see everything else you see the zebra grass right. and everyone is everyone like they're people right but every <laughs> animal <laughs> in there 
their own in, in, in their environment, in their natural yeah. environment. And that did something to me. It was like, um, first off, it was me being a nerd growing up, just loving everything that had to do with learning, right? So uh -huh. science, everything. Um, but seeing National Geographic and seeing these the African safari, safari uh, savanna grasses and all of this, and just reading about it and just seeing these things as just otherworldly, like just not right. even something you ever see in real life, like not even. So being there in real life, that was the first thing that was like, wow, the 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 little me, the the uh the, right. the, the little me on the inside, you know, my inner Nadine, my inner child, you know, right. like we're here. It was it was this connection moment of this is real, like imagine this. Then there was this other moment of feeling like God is amazing. Like here I am yeah. working on some issues, you know, in Atlanta or in New Jersey or in New York or wherever. And there's a whole like savanna full of animals like living their life. Like it just, it was like a mind, it was just mind blowing to me. It was just yes. really <laughs> freeing feeling of this world is really big and there is Beautiful. so much and so much that's going on. And yes. it's just, you're just small fry. You're just small uh -huh. fry. And, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. and your issues are just small, tiny yeah. little problems you think yeah. about over there. Look yeah. At All Look you have to do this. Is, is, is live, live your passion, and just you know, yeah. do do what the what you feel needs to be done. But this is this is what life is, you know. Um, but it was a great, it was a great, I guess, spiritual. Maybe I don't know. Which is a very, um, it was a very deep trip for me. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Wonderful. And unintentionally, I went with five other yeah. people. We're all very silly, and we were laughing and joking the whole time. But mm -hmm. there were just these moments of silence for me where I was just like, "Wow, thank you!" Just the right. of, of seeing, like, really seeing the world. It was different than seeing other cities. Like to really see the savanna grasses in Africa was like, "Wow, I made it." <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I love that. Okay, our next question. What was your favorite childhood game? Oh, favorite childhood game. All right, I'll take it all the way back to when I was like four, I think like three or four. I used to have this big machine called Spell It. I think it was called Spell It. Uh -huh. And I used to pluck away and spell words all day on that machine. And I, I have to, remember, <laughs> and that, the reason I remember it is because not too long ago, I was thinking like, why can't people spell? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was four years old walking around with a spell it machine. So it's really, why do you know how to spell so well? <laughs> but I, I was, I was always very much, like I said before, into learning, it, whatever it was like, wow, like I want to read this. I want to figure this out. Oh. I love that spell it machine. And I saw, uh, um, it was like an 80s something, some kind of 80s toy thing the other day online. And I saw the machine. I was so excited because I just, I mean, I would walk around and it had a little handdle. So it was like my right. first briefcase. Of my first <laughs> and I would walk around with that thing and I would spell words. It got to the point where, you know how adults will spell words around children so that way they didn't know. No. Right, you don't know it's a bad word. I had a whole I had a whole notebook where as soon as they got the spelling, let me write my notebook. And this was in the first grade, mind you. Let me write that word down. Oh no, did she say this part? <laughs> oh no, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness. My favorite game, a spelling game. A oh, spelling game, my favorite game. <laughs> that is so funny. I was just thinking the other day about um how we used to spell over our kids' heads as parents. Uh -huh. 
really can't do that anymore. Right. They couldn't even do it around you because you would go, you would go put it in your spelling machine and figure out what they saying. I <laughs> sure would. <laughs> Perks of being an only child. You're in every conversation and not in every conversation all at once. Exactly. You just sitting there listening, taking it all in. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being with us here today. I love everything you shared for our listeners. We learned so much from you. We're definitely going to visit your Facebook group, visit you on Instagram, visit your website and find those wonderful resources and those upcoming trips to be a part of. I'm going to be looking for you next month at the summit, the Black Travel Summit in Miami. I will be there. I look forward to meeting you. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And you said you have another event after that in? That's in Galapagos. Galapagos, yes. Your Galapagos, Black Travel Event in Galapagos. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. So we're going to be connected with you all over the place. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. Thank Hopefully you. Hopefully we can have you back again. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Beautiful. So you enjoy the rest of your day and be well. Thank you. You as well. Okay. Alrighty. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, as we hope you did, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And please rate us five stars and leave a review. We appreciate you so much. We'd love it if you spread the word on social media using the hashtag SaverLiving22. That's S-A-B-O-R Living22. I'm Lynette Cottrell. You've been listening to Women of Color in Business, a holistic business sister circle.